about a year down the road, you you get disfigured uh, in like a, a really bad car accident. You're um, you're just like walking down the sidewalk, like you just close up the valve. You're walking to your car, right? You take a few steps down Sixth Street. Yeah. You turn on to Red River. You're getting ready to cross, you know, Fifth, going to the parking garage, and a big like, like a like a van, like a UPS van. It's not, but it's not a UPS, but it's one of those kinds of vans, you know, like a big package van. Uh, runs a red light. They run you over. Um, <clears throat> that they, is unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, it's like you, you barely survive. It's really like, it's really touch and go for a while. They took you to uh, the closest hospital downtown, Lanolax Hospital. <laughs> All right. It's the number one ranked hospital in the world. <laughs> in everything. <laughs> everything. From you know, open heart surgery. Yeah. Cancer. Okay. Down to ingrown toenails. Everything in between. So they are literally the best at ingrown toenails at ingrown dealing with them. Toenail solutions. That's what they're really known for. <laughs> They've got some revolutionary techniques that have been spread all throughout all continents, and ingrown toenails are a thing of the past. Thanks to Lanolax Hospital, Austin, Texas. Well, it's a good thing. I was so close to it. Yeah, you were really close. So you get like run over. Um, you're so close to the hospital. They just like drag you inside. They don't even send an ambulance Two oh, two orderlies come out. They're like, man, this guy's fucked up. And they just pull you inside. Each one has one of your arms and they're broken. Every bone is broken. This it doesn't so sound bad. like the number one hospital in the world. They're like, well, we're just going to throw this one in a bag anyways. Oh, God. So they get you inside and you're there. You're like alive miraculously. And uh, you're in a coma for like three months. When you come out, you can't really like feel anything. And the doctor, your doctor walks up to you and they go, Pat, oh, buddy, I'm so glad you came out of this. He's like, how are you feeling? I'm not feeling too good. Okay, what, what, what can you feel? What can I feel? I mean, am I like totally numb? Yeah. That I, I can't feel anything. He goes, oh, okay, all right. Well, uh, and he, he goes, I'll be right back. And he walks out in the hallway. Another doctor walks in. He's a surgeon. He's covered in blood. <laughs> right. He goes, Pat's awake. And he, he's like, I had to get over here. He goes, Pat, you can't, you can't feel anything yet? No. And he kind of like walks behind you, and he tilts your head up with his hand. And he goes, oh, here's why. And he presses a button. And when he presses a button, somebody else's blood is all over you. Oh, God. It drips into your mouth a little bit. What? And it kind of tastes good. You kind of like it. Uh, Once he hits that button, you feel, like, aroused instantly just because of the the blood, you think. So uh, he, like, turns, hits this button, and all of a sudden you can feel, like, energy throughout your body. You feel, like, um, a slight jolt, almost like you got, got, like, shocked. Uh, and you kind of like wake up. Everything feels like hypersensitive. What would you do? I would say, what the hell just happened? And get this guy to stop dripping blood on me. 
No, he he didn't. He just dripped a little bit into your mouth. Okay. But you're kind of thankful he was there. God damn it. So okay, then I then I guess if I'm grateful for all the blood, yeah, I would say what the hell just happened. So you like kind of like raise your hands up, yeah, and you look and they're silver, <laughs> and you're like what the fuck and they're metallic, and you like pull the sheet off and everything below your neck is just like a metal skeleton. So I'm like a robot mostly. Yeah. How much of me is robot? Everything from the neck down. Do I have a dick? Yeah. Is it a robot dick? Yeah, of course. Well, Pat, it's they're not going to take your regular dick off and fix it to this robot where they can give you what is likely a far superior dick. It's a big robot dick. How big? You can adjust it. You don't know how to <laughs> you don't know how to do it yet, so it looks really small. Okay. Well, you, I guess I would uh I would deduce that I was my body was mostly destroyed. Yeah, he's he's like, yeah, man, all your your bones were just turned to mush. We had to, and like we had to do something, and this is a a revolutionary thing that, you know, if you lived, you lived. We thought you would die, so we just like this is a this is a hail mary, and it turns out it worked. It's a revolutionary new technology. Uh, you'll you'll find that this um I don't body if you want to call it that. Uh, you can be you're faster, you're stronger. You're immune to disease. You don't have to worry about uh, waste anymore. Unless you want to, we can program the ability for you to piss and shit into the suit. <laughs> if it's something that you really need, you know, some it means a lot to some people. If you need that, we can do it. I would say, well, can you, I mean, can you help me out a little bit? Can can you kind of walk me through my new body? And sure. Keep, okay, fine. He I was, was, yeah. yeah, so he, he brings the surgeon back in and uh, he's somehow covered in even more blood. <laughs> He's like leaving a trail when he walks in. Yeah. And he's like, okay, if you look and he has like a, he shows you you have like panels on your forearms that are like light pads and you can, you can basically program everything about this suit. You can uh, hook it up to Spotify account. If you have one, if you don't, the premium is like 10 bucks a month. He, he like shows you how you can just link everything, all of your devices or everything can kind of go into this suit, but like physically, you know, it's it's uh, you weigh as much as like an average adult male would weigh. Okay. Um, your bones are made out of metal. Everything's metallic. He goes, yeah, you you can you can do whatever you want. Like, it just this is you now. Okay. Um. All right. Well, I guess I would go. Thanks. For doing that, I guess. Uh, he goes, I can't believe it worked. He goes, what are you going to do? This is like a whole new start. What are you going to do? I'd leave. The first thing I do. Yeah. I'd, I'd shake the man's hand. Yeah. And I would leave and I would try to like. You shake his hand and you don't know your own strength yet. And you just break his fucking hand. Uh, and he crumbles to the floor and he goes, I'm a surgeon. You've, I I did this for you. You just broke my fucking hand. Go, oh, I'm so sorry. What doc? What's the doctor's name? Doctor Julio Gregorian. I'm so sorry, Doctor Gregorian. I his, feel horrible. His hand, like the skin, breaks open, and then the blood from the outside gets into his blood, and he contracts a rare blood disease. <laughs> oh, <God>. oh no! <laughs> yeah, he dies six weeks later. Oh jeez! <laughs> yeah, it's ugly. <clears throat> Do I get in trouble for that? No, no. No, you just kind of walk out. Yeah, I I run. I, I try to find like a uh, a playground. 
or like an abandoned field or something. Yeah. So I can test my body out. So how would you test it? You find an old like uh, an old warehouse. It's like a three story warehouse. I punch a wall. You punch straight through a fucking wall. Jeez. I run. Uh, I try to run as fast as I can and jump to see how high I can jump. You run as fast as you can and like you run so fast. You don't realize how fast you can run. Yeah. And you run straight through the wall. Good man. Yeah, it's a concrete wall. I would try to climb the walls. When you try to climb the walls, you put your hands on there and little spiny things shoot out of your fingers and help you scale the wall. <laughs> this body kind of rules. Yeah, it's pretty cool. What would you do with it? Man. I think for the first day or two. Yeah. I would just try to get used to being in the body before I really did much with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I need to sleep? Yeah. I mean, like your brain still okay. needs to sleep okay. and you I'll, have to recharge. Like plug myself in. Yeah. Okay. The plug is in your, on your asshole. Okay. You have to uh, lay face down and you have to hit a button on your chest that opens up the asshole on your suit. And then you have to insert a plug sure. into your butthole. Okay. And that's how you, you have to just have to do that. <laughs> Okay. Uh, it feels kind of good. I'm glad. When you do it. So those first few days, I would just take it real easy, yeah. bum around the house. When you're charging yourself, there's like a meter on your dick. <laughs> it's like the bars on your dick. And it, sure. gets, it gets bigger the more charged you get. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, go ahead. I just want to let you know. Okay. First few days, I take it real easy, bum around the house, watch TV, shit like that, read, just hang. Get yeah. used to the body, get used to feeling. Yeah. You know, what it feels like. Yeah. And then um after a few days, I don't I don't know what I would use it for. Yeah. I think I'd I'd be kind of at a crossroads because I'm so I'm physically crossroad, crossroad, crossroad. Yeah. I'm physically powerful. Yeah. But what do you do with that? Oh. I mean, would you just <clears throat> would you just like keep like a job? Would you just like, would you do anything different? I think I'd definitely keep the valve job. Yeah. Yeah. I would just be a robot man. So robot bartender? Yeah, robot bartender. That's pretty cool. What else would you do? I mean, would you keep your other bartending gig? No. No, I don't think so. Yeah. What would you do instead? Um... When I wasn't at work, I think I would just do a bunch of cool physical stuff. I think I would just go to playgrounds and frankly show off. Yeah. yeah. How would you like pay rent and shit? I, I still work at the Velvet stuff. Okay. So yeah. you don't. Okay. So you would just do that? Yeah. In my free time, I would just do cool stuff like that. I would go yeah. to the monkey bars, flip around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, do I have like rocket boots or anything? <laughs> no. That sucks. No, Pat. I'm just asking. So I'd flip around and look cool. Just so show off. That's what you do. You kind of get a reputation around town as like uh, obviously this really cool guy that everybody likes being around. Hell yeah. Uh, you know, all the kids like it when you come around. They like watching you do flips and shit. And you go to the, you're like, it's Thursday. I'm going to go to the park on 48th Street. Okay. You go up to 48th Street and there's like caution tape everywhere. 
and you're like, what the fuck? And then you go to like walk towards the, the fence and the cop steps in front of you. He goes, hey, I can't go any further here. It's an active crime scene. Let's say, officer, what happened? He takes his glasses off and he looks right in your fucking eyes. And he goes, the monkey bar mangler. <laughs> that's that's what happened. <laughs> Ooh, the monkey bar mangler. And you look at the monkey bars and you can see that like... Uh, Two of them have been like ripped off and you like look um, kind of up against like the far fence and you see like somebody's like tied to the two monkey bars and they've been like, like thrown all over the place. Yeah. Like whipped around like a rag doll. Holy. It's pretty gruesome. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. There's a bunch of kids standing there just crying. The monkey bar mangler. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Um, Well, I would tell the officer, sir, this is going to sound insane, but I have a robot suit. You know, can I help? He goes, what are you, a robot suit? Yeah, and I show him what I can do. And he kind of looks around, and he goes, ah, we'll take all the help we can get at this point. And he leads you in, and when his supervisor's like, Murphy! You can't have a civilian behind the crime scene. He's like, he lost a contact on the merry-go-round. We gotta, we gotta find it. And he goes, all right. And he turns around. So you're in. You're walking around, and you kind of like, you start thinking really hard. You like, tr- you're like trying to be hyper observant. And something in your suit kicks in, and you can see like footprints on the ground. Yeah. You can see uh, like fingerprints on the monkey bar. It does that CSI thing where it like zooms in on it. It cross references it with a database, you know. What do you do? Do I do I find anything, you know, worth telling the cops about? You um you're walking around and you can almost just like there's like a smell on the air. It smells like a smell it smells like a cheesesteak okay but it's really strong you're just like oh this this is weird this is strange i I, I follow the scent you follow the the cheesesteak you follow the scent out into the middle of the field and it just kind of disappears it almost like it it goes straight up (laughs) it goes straight up yeah the scent like stops and just goes straight up okay um I look as far up as I can. Do my robot legs like extend or anything like that? No, you just, you can jump really high. Okay. But you you jump and you try to smell it the whole way up and it just keeps going and then it's out of your out of your range. Hmm. All right, I find that uh what was the officer's name who brought me in? Officer Murphy. Officer Murphy. I I got find Murphy and I tell him, you know, I'm just I'm finding DNA and, and things like that, but yeah. One suspe- another suspicious thing is that it smells of a uh, cheesesteak all the way, very strongly, and then just disappears there. I got no other way to ex- explain this but say, and then it just drifts straight up. That weird. seems kind of strange, right? Yeah, because that's really weird. He goes, cheesesteak? Like, what do you mean, cheesesteak? Like the sandwich? Yeah, just exactly that. Like a Philly cheesesteak? Yep. He goes, that's so weird. He goes, ah, oh, I do love a good cheesesteak, though. He goes, you doing anything after this? 
<laughs> no, man, I'm not. He's going to go grab lunch? Sure. So you and Let's Officer talk, Murphy. We can talk about the case. Yeah, you, you and Officer Murphy, you get in his cruiser. Wait, we, just, we leave the crime scene? Yeah, he's like, ah, I can duck out a little early. <laughs> it's a crime scene. Yeah, but he's man's got to take his lunch, you know? Okay. So you guys get in his car. You go to a... You go to a a, uh, a little food truck. It sells cheesesteaks. And you're like talking about the scene, talking about the crimes. He goes, yeah, we got a, this is the third one in the last three weeks. Every single Wednesday, looks like they're, it's going in a line. He goes, uh, we think next week, if the pattern holds up, next Wednesday, we'll find this person, the monkey bar mangler, at the, uh, the park on 51st. Jeez. Yeah. And then he takes a bite of his cheesesteak and he just gets cheese all down his shirt. And he goes, oh, God damn it. He's so pissed. He starts licking it off of his tongue. Oh, God. What does this guy look like? Uh, he's just like uh, in his mid 50s, probably. Yeah. Got a portly round face. He's like a veteran cop. Yeah. I mean, he's not like a super veteran cop, but he uh, he's like five years in. Okay. He got He started the game a little late. All right, I would say, uh, so you're thinking 51st Street. When are you thinking it's going to happen? He goes, well, so far, they've all been right around 2 p.m. Okay. Every Wednesday. Uh, so we're going to... Let's plan something, man. Let's ambush this guy. He goes, uh, I'll hide. I can overpower this guy, I bet. He goes, would you help us? I, absolutely, I will. This is a horrible thing that's happening. So you guys like kind of form a plan. You get there the night before, right? You... uh. You hide in like the long tubular slide, you know? Yeah. You wait till the sun comes up. And you're there, you're reading a book. You're reading uh, an Eckhart Tolle book. It's all about like mindfulness and metaphysical shit. It sucks. You saw it on Oprah. You love it. So you're <laughs> you're reading this book and you're like having to shoot kids away from the slide, you know? And high noon rolls around. And you see that there's somebody out playing on the monkey bars. What do you do? I sprint over. Yeah. So you sprint over and the police, it's like the police bait person, you know? And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? They go, what are you doing? He's never going to show up if you're right here. So I, I run. Just then you see in front of you guys, uh, you see like a poof and there's like a man standing in front of you and he's wearing uh robes he's wearing like long like emerald green robes okay and the philadelphia eagles logo is all over it son of a and you smell bitch. like you're hit with like this guy smells like he he just finished a cheesesteak oh no and he sees you there, and he looks at you, and he goes, uh-oh. And then he disappears again. And the cops are like, what the fuck? What the <laughs> hell is going on? Who is this guy? Because they don't know who you are. Yeah. So Murphy comes out, and he goes, hey, uh, that's Pat. He's my, fr my pal. He's real strong, and he's real fast. And they're like... <laughs> You brought a civilian on an ambush? And he goes, yeah, yeah. And then they, they just shoot him. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's been like terrorizing the city. Yeah. <laughs> they shoot him? Yeah, they were, they were. I mean, he and that other cop were like in a, 
a thing. What thing? That cop that shot him, Murphy was fucking that guy's wife. Jeez. Yeah, and it just boiled over. And uh, yeah, everybody lies about it. He gets off scot-free. Oh, that sucks, man. Yeah. So Murphy's dead. R.I.P. And but you're like, they just everybody's like, get the fuck out of here, man. You just blew it. You just blew it. That was our (laughs) only shot. So you leave just fucking dejected. Yeah. You drive home. Get in your car. You turn on the radio. And you're what station? What radio station do you listen to? Uh, I usually just listen to NPR. So you're listening to NPR, and uh, it's a local NPR. Yeah. They're like, hey, it's uh, 3 o'clock here in Austin, Texas. This is brought to you by Steve's Squid Shop. You need a squid? Come see Steve. He's been mastering squittery for over 35 years. A downtown gem, Steve Squid Shop on 4th and Lavaca. And then they come on and they're like, hey, we're giving away tickets to a concert tonight. Uh, it's actually the last day of a festival here in town. It's called Brooks Fest. The fourth caller wins two tickets. We'll just wait here for the phone to ring because this is our only programming. You're listening to KUT 90.5 Austin. Holy shit. Yeah. Would you try to win the tickets? I think I would. I think I've had a pretty hard couple of days. Yeah. Want to try to do something fun. So you're listening and he goes, oh, here's a caller. You've reached KUT. Sorry, you're caller number one. Do you want to express any displeasures before I disconnect? And they're like, nope. Goes, Thank you. <laughs> and they hang up. He waits like 30 seconds and they patch the second caller in. He does it. And then it gets to the fourth caller. And he goes, you've reached KUT Austin. You're our winner. What's your name? And it's you. It's your call. I go, my name is Patrick Dean. Well, Patrick, congratulations. You've won two tickets to the final weekend of Brooks Fest. Hell yeah. Come on down to the office. We're waiting. (laughs) See you in a bit. And he just kind of like sits there. You're listening to Prize Hour on KUT, the show that gives away prizes and waits for you to come pick them up. Once a month, whenever they need us from three to four. Or whenever they need us. Are you coming, Pat? Yes, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll see you soon. Okay. And then you just hear the guy waiting on the other end. He's just waiting for you to show up because that's the format of the show. I give away a prize and you have to come pick it up within the <laughs> He says hour. nothing. Doesn't say anything. You hear him like <clears throat> cough a few times. You hear his phone go off. And you hear him like, <laughs> like he's scrolling on something and laughs. <laughs> okay. Right. I guess I, I drive there. Cause... So you get there, you go inside and... Uh, they invite you into the studio and you go, Pat, here's the tickets. And he hands them to you. It's just two tickets. You take them. Of course I take them. So you take them. Nothing happens. You leave, right? You try to give away that second ticket, but everybody's just so mad at you. Why? Because you ruined. Uh, oh, the police and the, the stakeout. Yeah. Yeah. So you wind up going to Brooks Fest alone. That sucks. You, uh, the seats are pretty good. You know, you, you get down Brooks like Fest. row, you, you get down like the front row right by the stage. You're watching a uh, famous musician, Aaron Brooks perform. Uh, all in all, it's a pretty good time. You go back and there's like a, there's like a, an intermission. You have a couple of beers. You sit out on the, on the knoll. 
drink like five or six beers, Jeez. get good and lit, right? And I can get drunk even though I'm a robot? Yeah, because it's all, it's the blood-brain barrier. Oh, okay. So you don't realize it, but like your normal, like five or six beers that you would have to get like kind of fucked up, like really fucks you up because it's just a brain now and you pass out on the knoll and then it rains and you didn't really know it, but your, your body doesn't react well to rain because it's entirely metal and all of your limbs rust together okay. and you lay out in the sun. Night turns to night comes and uh, your skull gets devoured by wolves because you what? can't move. <laughs> yeah. A pack of wolves show up and you can't move because all of your limbs are rusted they together. They eat my head? They eat you head first, man. Yeah, they eat your fucking head. Hold on. So I'm just going to sit there. You you were blacked it's, out. It's going to rain. I'm not going to notice. I'm not going to get pass, up. You drank five or six beers with just a brain. You passed out. All of your all of your limbs rusted together with the rain. How would it rust that fast? Dude, I don't know. It's not my tech. No wolves at you brain first. That's rough. You heard him coming in your sleep, and you could almost hear it, and you could smell the dogs and a faint <laughs> scent of cheesesteak behind it. Oh, just no. kind of off in the distance. Oh no! And then you open your eyes, and right before the wolves clamp down on your head, you see an eagle soar through the air. No! And you hear it laugh, and then you fucking die. The Wizard of Philadelphia. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. You fucking die. All right. All right.